Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is another Kickstarter spotlight. And returning to the show, we have one of my favorite creators and favorite people, Jimmy Palmiotti's on to talk about his latest campaign. Jimmy, thanks for joining me. Uh, my pleasure, buddy. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It was it was good to see you uh, in person at, at Terrific Con a few weeks ago. And yeah. uh, let, let me publicly thank you for your contribution to the uh, the auction that we had for Titus, the little boy battling uh, leukemia. Really appreciate that. My my puppy's, uh, you know, what do you do? You get that's a that's such a rough spot, you know. Yeah. It, and it, and then a kid makes it even worse. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We we've all lost loved ones to that uh, that terrible disease, so it, it's great. And and Titus is doing doing better. I think they're seeing at the the light at the end of the tunnel. So good, glad to hear that. That's fantastic. Uh, but the reason we have you on today, uh, and I won't, I you. You have blitzed uh, all the podcasts and done so much coverage. So we're getting down to the end, but it's great to finally have you on because it's it's not too late, everybody. Uh, as this is being released, there's a little less than a week to go. Uh, the, the campaign is for Rage, and it's a graphic novel by Jimmy that's fully painted by Scott Hampton, who I, I love this creative team up from the GI Zombie series you guys did a, a few years ago. Uh, so Jimmy's going to tell us what it's all about. But, but just a reminder, you have until Tuesday... August 17th at uh, 5 a.m. Pacific time. Is that or, when it ends? Is that when it that's ends? That's when it ends, yeah. Or or 8 a.m. Eastern time, if that's where you're at. Yeah. Um, Six days to go. Six, yeah, five days, yeah. four days. But. A little, so a little less than a week to go. But uh, first, tell us what the, the, the story is about, Jimmy, and then talk a little bit about getting uh, back in the saddle with uh, with Scott, working with him. Yeah, so the, the the main story, so it's a done-in-one graphic novel, meaning it has a beginning, middle, and end. There's no uh, cliffhanger. There's none of that. We end the story. Um, it's basically about, you know, and again, this is this is uh, all has to do with um, Scott and I hooking up. I, during COVID, I was calling friends and checking in on them and seeing how they were doing. And Scott was one of them. I haven't heard from him. And let me let me call him up and say hi. And we're talking for a while. And we're talking about, we were talking about GI Zombie. And we were talking about, things we've worked on together. And, um, you know, I, at, at the, at the time he told me, he says, look, I have a gap in, in my work thing. And, you know, and I said, really, I said, would you like to do something together? You know, we did GI zombie and we love doing that. And, uh, he's like, yeah. And he goes, I was, you know, I said, what kind of story? And he's like, well, maybe a werewolf story. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't know if I want to do a werewolf story. And I'm just like, I'm not big on werewolves. And, um, and we talked, so we talked about the COVID and everything going on. And I said, you know, how about we do something like a, like a, uh, something happens to the planet in one night instead of, you know, look, we all know the end of the world takes years, you know? Mm -hmm. So I said, let's do something where everybody on earth kind of loses, loses their mind in one night in a way, you know? And, and I said, and not everybody, but most people. So there's a select few that don't. And those are our main characters actually. And, um, so we create this kind of event that happens. And at the time uh, that we have a father and daughter who are on separate coasts of the United States. And it's basically the story about how they make, they meet each other halfway. They, they kind of, things are going bad and the world's getting crazy. And the dad, the, the daughter and the father are really tight. And uh, so it's about their journey going, you know, trying to get from one place to another while chaos is going on. And, you know, uh, again, it's not it's not a big blockbuster type movie thing where 
everything's exploding and the world is going, you know, there is a whole scene with, at an airport in LA, but um, you know, the, the world, uh, things happen in a different way. We, we've learned, right. You know, it, it's not so cinematic as people think things are. Um, and it, it's, a, it's just a journey story and it's about a father and daughter. Um, it is a, a totally adult graphic novel. There is language, there is nudity. There's, uh, there's a lot of, there's some violence in it. And, um, Pretty much like every other book I do, um, and and it and again, you know, uh, getting the idea. I, we I, we talked about the idea. I wrote it up, and then Scott started illustrating it, and um, and uh, he started. You know, Scott does things in a different way. He kind of works in a in a pencil, then an ink, then he paints paints some, and then some's done digitally. And he doesn't do. Uh, he doesn't do it how you think. Like he doesn't lay out the he lays out the page, but he does the panels separately. So there's like so part of the Kickstarter actually is you get some of the pages from his work. It's all some are painted, some aren't. It's it's really bizarre stuff. Some have two panels on it, um, and then I guess I get I guess uh, uh, you know he had uh, you know once he was done with I guess each page lined up. You know, then he would get Jennifer Lang, uh, Jennifer, which who helped him with the book and colored it with him. Uh, she would put all this stuff together and the two of them would start uh, piecing the whole book together. So it was an interesting process. It's kind of a it's a fun story. It's um, it's a positive story in in, light, in lieu of everything that's going on. It's actually um, uh, it's actually a little heady and a little positive and it has a positive slant on things and uh it's basically about the connection between people how how the connection between people uh can pretty much battle everything if they're on the same page you know it's the strength the strength of uh the strength of love and the strength of of uh, uh of being in tune with somebody else uh so it's got that all said it's it's beautiful looking um we have a bill sinkevich cover we have an amanda connor cover we're offering art. I'm even doing some illustrations. I have a, a level that I'll draw any character you want on the inside uh, cover of the book. And it's a hardcover book. So, which is turning into a problem because I didn't realize because of COVID to get a hardcover book done. I'm on my third printer right now trying to get quotes because oh, wow. everyone's telling me it's going to take two to three months. And I keep telling them, no, 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 I need, I need it in a month. I need it. It's ready to go. You know, it's going to, it's only got a week left. I said, I need this thing. So uh, I, I have my challenges, but I'm going to nail it. And I, you know, I don't want to go outside the U.S. to print it. That's one of the things I don't do. Um, so right now I'm looking at a printer in Georgia. Um, I kind of like to keep the books in the United States. You know, um, I, I used to deal a lot more with Canadian printers, but then there's the shipping. And, you know, I don't want to everything you do is another dollar is another two dollars, yeah. another three dollars. It's it's. It's so ridiculous. And of course, you know, with the Kickstarter, I want to make sure Scott's completely paid. And everybody on the team is paid, down to John J. Hill and, and everybody else. I, I'm the last guy that gets paid. So that's business as usual over here. Right. Well, it's so interesting. What, what? So first of all, you know, you know, I'm a huge fan of the GI Zombie Run that you and Scott did. I've talked to, to you about it before. I've talked to Scott at length about it. Um, so it was great. You know, as soon as I heard you guys were together, I, I was I was in. Um, and I'm, I'm I got the Bill uh, Sinkevich cover because it's uh, awesome with the plane in the background. Uh, well, I, I'll, t I'll tell you, uh, so you, some good news is I have all the rights and books back for G.I. Zombie. Oh, wow. Yeah, because there's a when you when I signed the contract for D.C., I put there's a reversion of rights. 
in my contract. And if they don't do anything with the character in a certain amount of years, I have the right to go in and ask for all the rights back. So um, there will be a future GI Zombie book. Oh, that's fantastic! Uh, you know, so, so they. I just figured you'd appreciate the hero. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, if, if it's Kickstarter, then I, I hope one of the tiers needs to be a hardcover of the original series, so I can yeah. have that nice hardcover on my shelf and and future story. Yeah, because you guys clearly had more more story to tell there. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, we. Uh, God bless Dan Dio. He, I would bring him odd concepts, and he'd be like, "Yeah, let's try it out." I mean, he's the guy that, okay. What you want to separate Joker from Harley? Sure, go ahead. Why not? Right. You know, yeah. like he he literally gave us a lot of room to experiment and do things. And GI Zombie was just like you know we were doing a GI War. I guess uh, uh, what was a GI War book at the at that time. Yeah. And I told Dan, I said, you know, if you just named it GI Zombie, it would sell so much better. And he started going. <laughs> Ooh, that's kind of a good name. I said, yeah, it is kind of a good name. I said, let, let me sit on that. Let me see if I can come come up with something. He goes, yeah, come up with something, you know, and then find me an artist. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fantastic. Anybody, if you haven't read it, and so this isn't some crazy, it's more like zombie James Bond almost. It's more, yes. you know, modern warfare. It's not set back in, in World War II or, or anything like that. So definitely recommend it if you can, uh, if you can track down uh, singles or I think there's a trade. Uh, yeah, there is a trade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they put things out of order because they put that, they put that. Well, they put that the one shot we did, which was like how many years later? Yeah. In it, and I'm like, so when people read it, they go, "Wait, what the hell did I miss?" And I'm just yeah. like, "You missed like 10, 15 years worth of story." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so great to to see you and Scott back together. Uh, and I'm I'm curious because it does feel like you. I mean, w- with what's gone on the last you know year and a half, you can't help but feel a story like this is. You know, it's a bit in the zeitgeist of, of what we've all been dealing with and and maybe your way of, of you know, putting your spin on it. But the other thing that I'm, I'm struck by, I mean, your stuff is so wildly over the top and fun, entertaining and, and often adult, which I appreciate. But I, I sort of feel like in reading this story and, and uh, the description of it and then also hearing you talk about it a little bit, that this one's a little more. Um, like emotion up front. And that's not to say that your stories haven't had emotion before. One of my favorite things you've ever written, uh, 21 Down, has a lot of emotion in it. But again, it's a little more subtextual. This one's a little, it feels like in hearing you describe it, it's a little more at at the forefront with talking about this relationship with with a, a father and daughter. Is that purposeful on, on your it, part? It, it is. I, I, um, you know, this, so there's a, as a writer, there's a point of, I have to create something that people want to buy. Uh, people are going to have expectations of things. And then it's like, well, how can I work in all those years of therapy into my story as well? <laughs> you know, and it's like, so, you know, so with, with a story like Rage, um, I don't have a daughter, you know, but I definitely have a connection, you know, with my parents and with my friends and everything. And you know, the last year, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you look at the people that stuck by you for the last year, you know, I, I've had I've had friends that, you know, I just don't hear from or and then I have friends that like, you know, were checking in all the time. I've had a comic company that decided that they no longer need me, you know, um, with, with DC, you know, and, and after working there for 30 years, um, they hardly call anymore. And, you know, so it was like a very strange time. For me, very unsettling because, you know, you're looking for reasons for things and they're sometimes they have nothing to do with you. It's just things that happen. Right. So um, 
with with rage, I you know I I, I tried to get into the head of the daughter and the father, right? The the uh, there's something that you know besides the fact that they're father and daughter, they also have a bit of trauma that they share, something that happened to them both, and actually they find the strength and connection through the trauma that they went through, and um, so that is part of the journey that they're 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 going through with each other. And it's the connection they have. I see it with my neighbor's son and their mom and dad, and I see how tight they are. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful to see. And it's not always, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not always, um, a lot of times part of the great part about comics is we can put people in crazy situations and the humanity is the stuff that stands out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the idea that, uh, we can get mad at stuff, but when actually somebody is really hurting or somebody's really in trouble, we kind of jump up. And I think especially, I think especially comic book people, because we grow up uh, looking at superheroes and people saving people. So we have it in our genes to, we're not people that can walk by something happening and ignore it. Right. Um, and I think that's comic book people. I think they just have this thing about them that they do care. And even if they're angry and even if they feel that person doesn't deserve it, they're still going to stop and lend a hand. And, um, and it's, it's something I've noticed. I I've noticed, uh, and, and it's, it, this is a little political, but it's okay. Uh, when I was at, when we were at the con, most people were wearing masks and I look at that. I don't look at it as like, I look at it as they're concerned about other people who haven't gotten shots. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I simply I see the world as simply as this is people worrying about it because ninety nine point nine percent of the people at that show had their shots. You you saw me. I asked every person oh, as yeah. they came up, did yep. you get your shots? And I only had two two young kids that said they didn't get it. And they said they were going to go get it. And, um, you know, so it was really interesting to see that. And I told Amanda, I said, this is the difference between. Uh, let's say a political rally and a comic book convention. Well, a comic book convention are people that all love the same thing, look out for each other, and they're kind of smart. People, comic book people are really smart. They're well read. They love science because everything in our comics are about science and science fiction and the you know the idea of a person, somebody can fly and there's there's a lot of brain activity in, in our field. Yeah. Um, so we created a different kind of person than uh than what we're than the outside world has so uh when writing something like rage i have to understand my audience is these people you know it's hard to get a kickstarter into somebody's hands that don't doesn't read comics you know um when i've been doing these kickstarters i think i'm 16 or 17 of them so far i see where they hit like i i actually sat with with patrick who i do this with and i said you know rage is going to drop around 40 41 that's the number we're going to hit and we have a week left and we're at 40, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, how do you know? And I said, I know because if it was a character, if it was a comic book character and the name of it was Captain blah, 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 we'd be doing 60, 65, 70,000. If it was a well-known character, we'd be doing more. I said, but this is a book. It's not Sex and Violence because Sex and Violence, the, the title gets people. I said, but Rage is going to fall in the middle. So it's going to be up to the imagery I have on it to sell it or not. And then of mm-hmm. course you got Scott Hampton, you got Bill Sienkiewicz, you got Amanda, you know, I, I brought in some of my heavy hitter friends and um, you know, so we can find an audience, but it's hard. Every Kickstarter has a different challenge to it. And, um, and this one was a challenge. We got a lot of press from it, but people, it's interesting to see what people are buying, you know, but the artwork is still sitting there, which is kind of interesting to me because I would jump 
at a Scott Hampton page, but I realized that not everybody's like me, you know, if it was Greg Capullo, I think they'd all be gone in 10 minutes. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's a, it's a whole different thing. um, And it's a new challenge every time, but you know, I, I, how I get my new audiences, I have the book for $8. If you want to write, if you want to read it digitally, it's only Mm -hmm. eight bucks. Yeah. And actually, because we hit the stretch goal, it's eight dollars. You get that, and you also get a, a Scott Hampton sketchbook. So it's like a, a a digital sketchbook. So that we're actually putting together now because we just hit the forty mark. So I had to scan everything the other day, and uh, John J. Hill is building a, a digital sketchbook so people could have that too, which is great. I love the stretch goals because I, I love nothing more than yeah getting somebody to pay eight dollars and they're getting a ton of stuff you know i i, I kind of dig that and uh since i'm a consumer i kind of look at that stuff carefully yeah it's important it's important to have value we all know how expensive uh, comics are these days um yeah. and it's it's so interesting to, to hear you talking about can i, I had a similar conversation with uh, amanda toward the end of the show and she was saying you know echoing what what you were saying here about you know comic fan comic people are smart and there's that connection and uh, especially from the old an older generation where you may maybe you didn't uh, talk about the fact you read comics as a kid because right. Matt is like yeah you'd get beat up um, so it's so uh, it's so funny and I, I you know you've been such a, a part of the industry for so long you've been doing it for so long you kind of everybody knows Jimmy Palmiotti you've you've mentored people you've given people advice you're always fr- uh, you know very free with your advice about how to take the next step in your career and whatnot so. I could totally see you may not have a daughter, but you, I, I could see you walking across the country in the middle of some crazy event for one of your friends. You, you, Jimmy would do that a hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny because a friend of mine went to India and uh, she told me, I said, how is it? Like, is it a place to visit? And she goes, there's a part of your brain that has to turn off because there's kids like sick in the street and, uh, and you know, and, and they're, they're malnutritious and you have to kind of be able to walk past that. And I said, I couldn't go there. I said, there's no way. There's no, how do I walk past? Like, I, I, I can't do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and she says, well, it's normal out there, you know, because it's so populated and it's so poor. And I'm just like, yeah, that's horrible that it's even normal. But, um, yeah. you know, I said, I can't do it. I, I just, I would not, what kind of vacation would that be? I'd be, go back to my room crying, you know, I'd be like, what the hell is going on? Um, so it's, so it's, you know, and, and again, you know, being in the industry, I, I do, I try, I leave the door open if people need advice and stuff. Cause I just figured when I, when I, I had to hunt for advice when I was growing up, I had to, you know, uh, chase people down and everything, but with the internet, it makes it a little easier these days. Somebody yeah. can actually ask me a question on Twitter and I'll answer it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think about like when I was in my twenties, how I would have loved to have that. You know, because right. I would have been like, hey, Bernie Wrightson, you know, what brush did you use? Hey, hey, Al Williamson, how did you ink that page? And, you yeah. know, I would have been the kid annoying, annoying everybody. Um, and instead, now I'm just the adult annoying everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you did mention that this is your uh, I think your 16th uh, Kickstarter successfully funded the, the 15 before. You always get them fulfilled, you know, in a very timely fashion. Some of the some of them have have blown up. Uh, right. I, I love that yep. you're on their Twitter going, hey, look, look what this nine point eight of my previous, you know, nine point eight. Well, it, 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 it blows my mind when when I see stuff I'm selling for 30, 40 or 50 bucks is going for a thousand dollars. But, you know, you have to understand, I mean, even this Kickstarter, there is only a certain amount of the Bilson Kevin's covers, only a certain amount of Amanda's covers. And, you know, people ask me all the time at the cons, hey, do you have uh, can, you have like five of those you can sell me? And I keep telling them. 
No, no, <laughs> I don't have them. I said, I'd love to have a thousand of those uh, Adam used ones, you know, um, but uh, that's just not the case. We only print this because I have to pay for each book I print, right? Mm -hmm. So we we do print, we figured out a percentage and it's like six to 7% more because shipping stuff happens. Yeah, uh, damages things get and ruined. I have to return things or, um, you know, and, and then after all the things are fulfilled, whatever copies I have, I'll put on our paper film site and just say, hey, look, it's for sale, but I only have three, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, with the Adam Hughes one, I didn't have any left. Um, and I had a friend of mine who put some in CGC for me. And I was like, thank you. You know, we'll, we'll sell them. But it's but I don't want to be in that business. Like I'm not I my I, I just figure with each Kickstarter, it is a collectible instantly because I'm only printing this whole print run for this book will be around 12 to 1400 copies. And that's it. And yeah. that's where we ended. And that's if I ever if I ever sell this book to another publisher and everything it will not be with those covers there will be it will be different you know it's um because i have offers all the time like hey would you uh get denver and make it into like a couple of issue book mm -hmm. and i'm like sure but i have to get new covers and i have to because i want the people that back the kickstarter to have the collectible edition you know and then if something becomes a monster let's just say uh, rage sold as a film obviously those people that have the 1200 copies those probably are very expensive uh, down the line, and nothing would make me happier than people selling uh, my older books and making some money on it. That, that's you know, it's all good. I, I, I don't, I'm not the guy that that uh, fights against the CGC or anything like that. I love that people do whatever they want with their books. They they want to light them on fire. I'm like, go for it. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, you spent your money. Uh, it's your yours to do with what you want. But yeah. but the other the other aspect of this that I want to touch on is the fact that you have. Your fans have showed up 15 times, now 16 times. Yeah. That's giving you the freedom to tell the stories that you want to tell. I see you all the time on social media saying, if you have an idea for a Superman book or a Batman book, like how many people actually get to write those titles, right? Like very select few. Right. Don't don't wait. If you have a story to tell, swap it out, create your own character. You'd be better off in the long run, right? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, look, I, don't get me wrong. I loved working on Harley Quinn with Amanda for that many years. And you know, it's a staple in my career now, right? Just like Jonah Hex and just like Marvel Knights and maybe event comics, you know, mm -hmm. there's certain, like in the 30 years I've been doing comics there, I, it's like a roller coaster ride. Like I have these giant successes, quiet for a little bit, another weird success, you know, yeah. and Harley's no different. I mean, I, you know, I, I wish that we benefited more from Harley, you know, right. um, and, you know, and, and Amanda and I, I mean, recently we had a lot more Harley stories, to tell but we also realized like wait a minute we could just take these stories and create a new character that's not harley right and 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 that's what we're doing she's working on her own stuff right now and that's what we're going to do because i you're seeing it even even this week um there's there's uh all these Substack announcements and all this kind of stuff you're starting to see uh, a couple of things happening at the comic companies one they don't want to pay guys like us they just don't want to pay that much money they want to bring new people in and pay them a hundred bucks a page. And they want to, they did cheapening out. So they want to, it's like any corporation, right? The cheapest way they can get them done. They want them done. Yeah. So you got guys that are established who are saying, I can't, you know, you got a guy walking away from Batman because it's, that's not worth his time, you know? And it's a really interesting time in comics because it's going to come down. It's not going to come down to companies anymore. It's going to come down to creators. And I always felt like it was going to go that way. And even when I was an anchor, mainly, 
I I knew because of my advertising ba- background, I said I better work hard at getting my name out there because eventually my name is the only brand I'm going to have, mm-hmm. you know, um, and Amanda as well, you know, um, and Amanda is a brand, right? When you see an Amanda kind of cover, it doesn't look like any, nothing else looks like it. It's like Amanda has her complete brand. I, I, she's one of the few artists that you just go, oh, that's Amanda mm-hmm. right away. Cause it has a sense of humor. It's charming. It has all that stuff in it. It's, it's actually her personified on paper, I, th- I always say. You know Amanda. You understand that. You oh, meet yeah. Amanda. She is her artwork. She's that person. Um, so, you know, so I knew early on. I said, all right, I'm only an anchor, but I better brand myself. And I put myself out there. And then we did Marvel Nights. I remember we did Marvel Nights. I told Joe, I said, look, you know, Stan's not doing it. You and I have to put our faces on everything. You know, we have to brand these books. This is Marvel Knights, Daredevil. This is Marvel Knights, Black Panther. This is Marvel Knights and Humans. This is Marvel Knights, Punisher. And um, and I've always kept with that because I think a lot of people, you know, in all our books, we have our photo credits. And comic books don't do that. We Every one of my books have photo credits because I want to see who's working on the books. I want to see their faces. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it's super important for the fans to see who's doing the books because you can't just live on uh, Neil Gaiman and Stan Lee alone. You, you want right. to see who these people are. I think Donnie Cates and Megan are doing a great job getting their faces out there. Um, I'm trying to think who try to think of the creators like, like uh, Scott Snyder and, uh, and uh, Greg Capullo and Todd McFarlane, like there's people you think about and you can see their faces right away. And 20 years ago in comics, you couldn't do that. You'd be like, who, what does Len Wayne look like? Marv Wolfman look like? You know, I thought Marv Wolfman was a Wolfman. You know, I pictured him like a big hair. Like, I don't know. And, um, you know, unless you went to a con, you didn't see these people. And I just think it's a different world. So branding is a big part of everything. And we're starting to see it now with people leaving the big companies and putting out their own books. And I think it's a really exciting time because for me, I'm finally getting to buy adult comics, stuff that's done not trying to hit a certain uh, age range because I really shouldn't be reading YA novels. It's not really my thing. Right. Um, I can appreciate them because they're brilliant and they're done, but it's not really my, the market I want to go into. I don't run to Disney movies uh, like for kids. I tend to go see something like suicide squad. You know, I tend to kind of look at that kind of stuff. Um, So I love the variety that's out there, but I also do love following the creators. And I think it's, that's a reflection of everything going on right now. Yeah, it very much reminds me, uh, and again, this was advice you gave when mentoring somebody, talking about building your own brand. Uh, the first time I sat down and had an in-depth interview with uh, with Nicholas Scott, and then even after we were done talking, we sat there for another hour just chatting, and you know, she had come to you and said, okay, I, I want to take the next step. What do I need to do? And you're like, you got to get your face out there. It's not enough just to have your name. You right. got to get your face out there. And she's done a, an incredible job. She's another one. I think a lot of people. Well, she's, she's yeah. got a pretty face. I mean, she has an advantage. <laughs> Guys like me got to work harder. She has, <laughs> she, she got, you know, Nicola. Well, when, when we met, when we first met Nicola, she was showing us her artwork and Amanda gave her a lot of tips with the artwork. And I just said, look, you know, you're going to be your brand eventually. It's not going to be Marvel DC or the characters you do. It's going to be Nicholas Scott. Right. That they're going to hire. They're not, you know, so even if the company's all folded, there's a certain amount of people that want to see what you're doing next. And that's how we get our audience. So my audience, sure. My audience may only be a thousand people doing a kick, backing my Kickstarter. Um, but what a great thousand people I got. And, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's an army right there, you know? So, uh, I'm happy as hell with that. And again, some projects do much better than others because of the content of the project. 
Um, but we're slowly starting to see creators do more Kickstarters. And I'm slowly starting to get those people that were burned by other people's Kickstarters, realizing that mine are not the ones that are going to burn them. I keep trying to tell, I told Kickstarter, I said, I wish you guys would have a rating system because I would honestly let everyone rate my Kickstarters because I'd be happy with the numbers. You know, I said, I know 90% of them would not be happy at one point. There was look, I'm still owned owed Kickstarters from a couple of people that mm -hmm. I never, I never saw the books. Um, but I won't do that to people. I, I, you know me, I go to the cons and I see people. So, you know, if they have an issue with me, they can just come talk to me. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. and again, I, that's part of the branding is I make myself very available to people, um, for questions or, you know, e even doing like an interview like this is another way of getting out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Jimmy, but I, I do want to touch on one more thing as we're wrapping up here. Uh, I know how thankful and grateful you are to uh, to those thousand and, and all your other fans that support the things you do um, just because it gives you the freedom to tell the stories that, that you want to tell and you have complete ownership over it. And like you said, if something hits big and uh, and blows up, becomes a movie or a TV show, or whatever, you're going to reap the, the benefits of that. And you should because they're your ideas. Um, and I, I, I know the gratitude is there, but let's dig in a, a little deeper into that. Thankfully, okay. like, did you. I mean, did you ever envision that you would be able to just, you know, cut out the middleman? No, you know, no pub, big publisher, um, but you are just you're, you're, you're connecting directly to us, both in terms of giving us an outstanding product in terms of, you know, paper stock and cover stock and whatever. But connecting with us on so closely with the stories you're, you're telling, like, how does that like how does that resonate with you as a creator? Well, it, it's so it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a type of freedom. Right. So. I, you know, my middleman is a publisher. My middleman is not the retailer because I do offer retailer uh, levels on this, you know, on the Kickstarters. So I want the retailers to have the books and I make myself a bit, any retailer wants to get in touch with me and buy a quantity, they can. Um, but definitely not, you know, not working. Here's the thing about working a publisher. You love those characters, so you want your shot at them. But at the end of the day, I still pay my own medical coverage. They don't pay my medical coverage. There is no retirement thing. I worked for DC for 30 years. I, if I retire tomorrow, there's not, I don't get a dime. I don't, I don't, mm -hmm. I get, I get some royalties on some reprints over time, but there is no worth So there is no, uh, you know, and, and I'm a, and, and, you know, I'm a good flag waver, no matter who I'm working for, I push the product. Right. Um, but there is no loyalty in these companies. They just, you're just somebody that works for them and, when you're gone, they'll just fill you with another pair of shoes and, you know, another person. I know that. I know that coming from advertising background. So uh, when I do the comics, I understand that I'll do a Harley to put my name out there and Amanda's name out there, and then we'll do our other stuff. Um, but with the Kickstarters, you know, it's a basically a new thing, you know. It's it's a, it's never been offered to people before. And, and again, you know, the stuff that's happening now with Substack and all that stuff, there's all these different ways to create and put the stuff out there directly to the fans. And I think it's amazing. I think, I think hopefully over time we get to broaden our audience a little bit instead of making it narrower. I'm hoping it's going to reach out all over the world. There's nothing better than my Kickstarter having more digital uh, people buying it because I know stuff's going to New Zealand, it's going to Asia, it's going all over the place because they don't want to pay for shipping. And right. who could blame them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it gives a new freedom. It gives me the chance to, my, my next Kickstarter, which will be soon, 
is another Painkiller Jane book. And, um, and it, like, I love writing those books. They're, they're not for kids, especially this one coming is crazy. Um, but I, but I don't have to, I don't have to say, well, I can't do that because I can't really show. I'm like, no, who cares? She, right. she can have no, she can have no clothing on running around in this scene. You know, I don't care. And it's not even about that. It's the language, it's the story and it's the heaviness of the story. Um, you know, we, we've had the past couple of years with Harley, we've had to kind of, you know, one of my notes I got in the last thing we did with Birds of Prey was, you know, the Joker's too mean. And I'm like, what? I'm like, how am I making the Joker too? Well, he's coming off a little too evil. And I'm just like, that's not a great note because it's like he is the villain and yeah. he is supposed to be hated. And, you know, so when you're working with somebody else, you're like, I don't know if they have a clear idea of what this character is. You know, um, I definitely know Harley and I definitely know Jonah Hex or Power Girl. I hear their voices when I write those characters. Mm -hmm. I, I know them, you know. Um, but when you get an editorial note telling you it's too mean or that's too crazy or you can't do that, you know, part of your little part of you dies a little bit because you know that the audience really wants this to happen. Mm -hmm. And yet the publisher has got, you know, they have other things to worry about. Like they put that character on a pillowcase. Right. And uh, or, you know, uh, things like that. So there's a lot of freedom. The stuff Amanda and I have coming up uh, besides Captain Brooklyn, we had some crazy stuff coming up. I, I told the man, I said, I don't care if 10 people buy it. This is going to be such a fun book, you know, with her drawing it. It's just crazy. You know, we're doing, we're doing like, you know, look, remember the pro it's like that, but we're doing our own thing. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you want creators to do what they have in their brain. You want, you don't, you don't want to tell, you don't, you don't want to tell, uh, uh, um, James Gunn that, that he can't do something. He can't not do something. You know, it's like you want the creatives to go insane. And, and and who cares? Let David Lynch do whatever he wants. You'll either hate it or love it, but it will be his vision. And I think there's a lot of respect now for creators' visions, including musicians, including artists, including uh, directors. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of that going on. I think people now have, we have so many ways to get entertainment. We're going to get to see creators really do what they really want to do. And, and you can always tell when the creators are having a good time on a book and when they're not. Yes, you can. It's the simplest thing in the world. I will say 90% of the books you see, they're, they're doing it because they're getting work. They like some of it, but it's not good. And then there's a 10% that you can't wait to get every book because you know it's just the creators just laughing while they're doing it or having a great time. So I'm hoping that's with the self-publishing and you know, the, the, that kind of stuff is, is going to bring more of is, is the, the gleeful creator. Yeah. I mean, when <laughs> Not, you guys, you know. you're passionate about what you're doing, you want to tell the story you want to tell. And yeah, when you get to do that, you get to be passionate about it and your vision on the page unfiltered. It's right. just more fun for you to create and it's more fun for us to, to consume. Yeah. If I, if I don't like it, I'm not going to put it out. Like, yeah. uh, you know, and I've done, I've done books. I've, I scrapped the whole book I did because, um, the artist wasn't getting it right. And he drew the whole book and I had to have a talk with him afterwards. And I said, you know, I'm looking at it and I, you keep the money, you know, keep the money. This is my fault, but I can't publish it like this. And yeah. it, you know, it breaks my heart to do that. And I should have saw it halfway through, but I'm not going to put it out and then regret, mm -hmm. you know, and I'd rather just take the loss. And it was a decent sized loss, but it, it was also a good lesson for me is don't, don't settle, you know, right. Um, 
again, you know, I'm old and I'm still learning. So that's kind of my learning curve is has no straightaway at this point. It just keeps turning, turning and turning. <laughs> well, that's good. I feel like as humans, once you stop learning, you've stagnated. You might as well be dead. I, I agree. Of. I yeah, agree. Sort of how I feel. Uh, any any thought to doing something like a, a Substack or doing digital stuff? Or are you going to stick with the Kickstarter for you now? You know, I have, I have a, I have a, I'm, I'm, I'm if I do a Substack or or a, something like that, I'll still do my Kickstarter. I, I just, I have a lot of different stories. I have a, so you know, with working so long and getting properties back, you know, I, over time I got Monolith back, GI Zombie, uh, Twilight Experiment. I got back all the rights. Um, I got all the Dark Horse stuff I did uh, back, which was, um, I'm trying to think, Deep Sea, Wrestling with Demons, uh, Cell Block Earth. So I got all these properties back. I get them back. And, you know, it's up to me to decide, all right, am I going to do the further adventures of? Right. You know, and um, and I do want to do that. So if I did something like that, I would have to make it, you know, I, I take one of those properties and put it in that format, like, a you know, um, Right now, I'm not doing it. I'm talking to people. I have a lot of conversations going on with people. Um, I'm appealing to a lot of guys like that because I have such a big library of books. Right. You know, so out of the gate, they're like, oh, can you bring all your books over? But, you know, you have to look at these deals with a big picture because I also do publishing outside the USA, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to consider. I think anything's good if an artist... I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do on Shortstack, and I'm hoping... Is it short stack or is it sub sub stack? Sub stack. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see their enthusiasm nine months from now. Mm-hmm. I want to see if they're posting every day. I want to see if they're putting new stuff. Because my thing is, I, I see the beginning of things, and I always wonder what happens when they lose steam. Because you and I have seen it on Patreon. People lose steam, and oh yeah, you know, or they're not getting enough money, and whatever. Maybe so. I'm really curious to see where that is because I don't want to subscribe to something that's going to fizzle out. Right. Well, sometimes you know? it goes, it goes the other way, right? Like, yes. like we were just, just talking about where, you know, it's not that they're not getting the money. They got all the money up front and now all the motivation, all of a sudden, you know, there's something to be said. There's something right. to be said. I hear this from a lot of creatives. Sometimes deadlines are necessary, right? Cause you, you get Ooh. that deadline you, so you can finish. Yeah. I have, I have like a, I have a tiny calendar. And all it's got on it is deadlines. All it's got on it. I make them for myself, um, but I stick to them. This morning I had to write a certain, I had to get something due today and I just sat and worked all day. And I'm like, you know, that's the discipline of this. Cause if you, if you throw that out the window, you're not going to get anything done. Right. It's so easy to go watch TV and have a sandwich and oh, put some music on, pop your headphones on and sit on the couch. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, we all do. I'm at the beach. Look, I could just lay down in the sand and, uh, you know, um, this is obviously a green screen, but it's not so far of what I have a couple of miles away. So it's yeah. kind of funny. Fantastic. You know? Yeah. And and on that note, please be safe. We know things are going crazy down there in Florida. Yeah. Uh, so everybody get, get vaccinated, do your part, wear your mask. Uh, this resurgence is scary. Uh, and with yeah. winter coming, it could get really, really scary. So. Uh, I know Jimmy echoes my sentiment. If you can get the shot, just get the shot. We all want this to be over. Oh, my God. You know what's great about that shot is when I went to get it, they had two people and the person doing the shot and then this other person asking me questions. And I'm asking questions and I see that person put the Band-Aid on my arm. And I'm like, did you do it? And <laughs> yeah, we gave you the shot. I'm like, I did not even feel it. Yeah. 
It was crazy because I keep watching this thing on TV and they keep showing a big needle going in. And that's not, not the COVID shot. No. And I'm like, you know what? I wonder if all those visuals of people getting these big needles scared the hell out of people. Because honestly, it's a little needle and it, it, it literally, I did not feel it. It was crazy. I had the, I got the Pfizer, the two Pfizer shots. Mm -hmm. And I was laughing. I'm like going, I'll take a booster. I didn't even feel that. Yeah. Stuff. You yeah. know. Sign me up. I'll take all the boosters I need. I'm ready. Yeah, for God forbid I was drinking a beer. I wouldn't have felt, I wouldn't even know where I was. You know, been like, oh yeah, I got shots last night. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a lot of fear. People have a lot of fear, um, but I, I think it's also unfounded. I think there's yeah. a lot of people who just, you know, I, I can't tell you enough how many people go to doctor's offices and the doctor says, hey, you need a shot of this. So I'm going to give you that. And they never sit there and go, well, what's in that? And yeah. how does that prove, you know, but, but this shot, they have to like know the history of all of the earth and every, you know, it's just so it's, I think once the FDA approves it, I think your arguments are all gone. Yeah. I and, and I think that's happening in a couple of weeks. So, it, it, you know, I, I, look, we have a family across the street. It's, uh, 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 you know, mother and father and three kids, the mother and the three kids were all got shots. The father, for some reason, decided he doesn't, uh, Want to, want to get the shot and he's sick right now with COVID. So it's, yeah. that's the reality. That's the reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we want, we want our people to be safe. Um, but we got to protect the kids too. So, you know, yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. Man. Cool. Well, congratulations on another successfully uh, funded Kickstarter, Jimmy. Hopefully you can hit that one more stretch goal, a uh, little ways to go, so. but, but, but happy to, to have hit the first one. Cause I love seeing process stuff. So getting a chance to see Scott's uh, sketchbook is going to be uh, fantastic. So just yeah. a reminder, everybody, you have until uh, next Tuesday, which is August 17th at 8 a.m. Eastern time to go and back the project. And like Jimmy said, there's there's plenty of tiers. Uh, if you don't want to pay for shipping, you know, you can get just the digital and all that sort of thing. And, and I will remind everybody, uh, as I always do when we do these spotlights, even if this particular project, you just don't think it's for you or you'd love to, to help Jimmy out and you want to read the story, but you just don't have the means right now. The best thing you can help him and Scott and the whole team is to share it on social media. Even if you can't join the campaign, let's get as many eyes on this thing as possible because there's less than a week left and we'd love to see Jimmy hit that next stretch goal. And, and we want anybody who is interested to be able to see it. There's nothing worse than discovering a Kickstarter two days after it finished that you would have loved to have uh, contributed to so please share it um okay. and give jimmy a follow on on social media he loves to interact with fans where's uh where's the best place uh to do that jimmy yeah so uh pa um paperfilms.com is the website on twitter it's my name jimmy palmiati and on instagram uh, it's uh jimmy palmiati as well it's kind of made it easy um i'm not on facebook or anything so don't don't kill yourself looking for me there but and, and if you have any questions about the uh, Kickstarter, shoot me uh, on Twitter. Just ask me. I will answer you as if I'm in the room with you. I'll tell you, uh, you know, whatever you want to know about it. And uh, and I'm hoping some retailers, we've got a couple of retailers backed it, but I, I created something, a level just for retailers. So I'm hoping we get a couple more, you know. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so if you're a retailer, reach out. Uh, you know, I these are evergreen stories. You know, you can put Rage up there uh, on your shelf and, you know, be selling it for, for months to come. So again, Jimmy, it was great to see you at Trificon. Thanks for coming on and talking to us about Rage. Uh, it, it was, it's always great to see you and Amanda and uh, best of luck hitting that next stretch goal. Hopefully you can do it and look forward to the next, uh, next Kickstarter project. Thank you, buddy. Great seeing you, man. And to all you listeners, we want to thank you as always for your support and for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. 
You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.